Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 13 and 0 American Athletic Conference champion college football playoff bound edition of Dave After Dark of the BCJ Holy Grail postgame show. And Dave, they did it. They fucking did it. I I don't even really know like what to say. Like I I knew they would. I felt they would. I said they would in August, but yet to like be there and like see it happen and then know like this is happening. I don't know what to say. Like I was, you know, everybody is a UC fan for a multitude of reasons. Like people that listen to this know I didn't go to school at UC. Like I'm a UC fan through family. Like all I could do was think about my grandpa and like wishing he was there. Like I was just overcome with emotion. Um, you just never think you're going to see something like that. You never think like all the stuff that all the fans have been through, all the things that we've been told, you all know, you're not good enough because of this. You're not good enough because of that. Yeah, you're good, but are you really that good? Like all of those things. And to sit there and just know, like, and I'm not even talking about like the playoff right now, like, just 13 and 0, the only team in the country to go 13 and 0. The only team in the country to not lose a regular season game two years in a row. You know, counting conference championships, not bowl games, but like it's an unbelievable, unbelievable accomplishment that so many people should take pride in deserve credit for and and just be so proud to be associated with a team like this for for sure i mean i i remember even like even going back to 2008 and 2009 as great as those were you still had a different feel the same right and I'm not trying to like take anything away from those teams because those teams were awesome and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, they certainly paved the way, not Central Florida, the 2008 and 2009 team paved the way, I think, in a major way for what we've experienced the last two years. But I don't know, maybe just like the playoff changes things. Maybe the sport as a whole has gotten so much more popular even since then like it was still like a very regionalized sport even like 10 15 years ago and i feel like it's just the popularity has exploded and it just feels different yeah i i I think a lot of it is 
because I think many still, when they think of like 08, 09, and, and this is wrong in one respect, they think of like Brian Kelly, gimmicky offense, you know, throw it around 40, 50 times a game. What I would say is wrong there is that's not who the 2008 team was. No. The 2018 I mean, was a dominant defense. I mean, in the 2019, yeah, Tony had a great year and Marty and Armand, but, like, Isaiah Pede was a dog. Absolutely. Like, they, they were a great offense all the way around. I just think the big difference, I think, is, like, this team is just such more of a complete team. I mean, you had shootouts almost every single game in 2009. Right. You know, whether it was the pick game, the UConn game, like almost every game was like, yeah, we're going to score a bunch. We just got to make sure they don't score as many. Right. Well, no one was like the 0-9 team. No one was pretending that that was like a good defensive team. It was an opportunistic team, um, but it was not like they were not a complete team in the sense that this team is. This program right now, and we're about to find out, feels like it can go toe-to-toe with anybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody's lost the game. Everybody's had a bad day, except for us. So why, why should anybody inside those walls, inside that locker room, not have the confidence that we can match up, compete with, and beat? anybody that we play because that's all that really matters is those people right what, what you and i say or what people will say on tv or Twitter, none of that matters like what do the guys in the locker room feel and i have a feeling that they know feel believe that they can compete with whoever they play against Even at 13 and 0, did you really think? And we don't know, like, I don't, I don't want to jinx tomorrow, but there's no chance that they're left out now. No, I mean, who, who would the fourth team be? Right. But the, they're really going to put Notre Dame in over Cincinnati? That's I mean, the only other option. To, yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I mean, whatever. If that, if that, right. <laughs> I mean, like, So they're, they're, they're going to be in Dave, like even, even at 13 and Oh, we all still like had our doubts about would they actually do it? The only way to, to have done it was the way they did it play in a season where it, it was solidified basically that there's nothing they could do to keep Cincinnati out. And I, and I don't see any way tomorrow. There, there's there's a no. 99% chance Cincinnati's in. You can't be fourth, win your conference championship in pretty much dominating fashion, be the only undefeated team in the country, and the team right behind you loses to a two-loss team in their conference championship. And right. the, team, the team right behind them, you beat, you beat. their place, and they don't have a conference championship or their head coach now 
I mean, to me, that doesn't mean anything. I'm just looking at it as like I know. I'm just saying merits of the of the you know what they did on the field. Yeah. <clears throat> so was that as was that as electric as you've ever seen Newport Stadium? It was pretty hype. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty good. We, we had a good time. Did you did you storm the field? I did not. I watched. You did not. I, I watched from my seat. <laughs> I thought you might be one that would like mosey down like late <laughs> in the process, right? Like yeah, waddle, they, waddle, they waddle down. Yeah, Dave didn't storm the field. He waddled the field. No, no, I'm no. That that would have been. I would have had to go back up the steps. Okay. Yeah, well, you could have taken the elevator. I got. I kind of show you where the, the elevator to get back up is. Yeah, that would have taken too much time. <laughs> no, I just. Sat in our, you know, in my seat and snapped a few photos and, and just took it all in. What What was your brain thinking as those final seconds ticked away? I mean, it was just saying like they did it. Like they're they're going to the playoffs. Like the thing that we talked about in August of yeah, they can they can go thirteen and zero, but that still might not be enough. Like all of the things that that needed to happen through 14 weeks of college football, they all happened. Yeah. Like, from... And, and, and it's going to happen with two SEC teams in. Yeah. One conference is getting two. The Big Ten is getting one. And the other is going to be since a fucking natty. It's just... Like I have, I have so many things to say, and yet, like, I don't, like, I just, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I do want to say, if we want to, like, actually talk about the game, can a little bit, yeah, sure. I do want us to say, James Tunstall, Jeremy Cooper. Jake Renfro, Lorenz Metz, Vinny McConnell, Dylan O'Quinn. You dudes, hats off. What, one sack? One sack. What a performance. And really not even pressured a ton. Like, we didn't see him scrambling for his life really much at all. What a performance. Like, 190, 187, whatever it ended up being with the, the final few plays going for minus yards, like Jerome Ford, 190 yards. 18 like, carries. Just just dominated their defensive line. If there was ever any question about Jerome Ford returning, I think we got an answer today. <laughs> and then on the flip side, eight sacks from the defense held. Yeah. Alton McCaskill to 13 carries for 39 yards. Like, you know, I I felt Houston did a great job getting Nathaniel Dell into the slot, especially in the first half, getting mismatches on Arquan Bush and Javon Hicks. Um, But, like, other than him, Jeremy Singleton's their other, like, main wide receiver. He had one catch for six yards. Yeah. 
you know, it was a little shaky there at the beginning, but that's the thing with like that's the thing we've talked about all years. Like so many people have talked about like when are they gonna play a sixty minute game? And you kind of get to the point where like well you don't have to play a sixty minute game when you play like a fifteen minute holy shit, this is the greatest college football team ever. <laughs> and and they did it again tonight, like the third quarter. Yeah. They scored three touchdowns, and there were seven minutes and 39 seconds left on the clock in the third quarter, and they were right. up 35-13, and the game was over. Yeah, it was It was as good a football as, as you've seen anybody play all year in that, in that stretch, and they it's, did it to ECU. And it's, what, it's what they've done so many times is, like – screw around or whatever you want to say and then boom it's like where where did this come from and you get greedy you want to be like well why can't you do that more often but then at the same time i'm like well if you only need to do it for 15 minutes then you only need to do it for 15 minutes well and, and uh, houston's defense is pretty good like oh yeah i mean they're not i don't think they're as good as their numbers, they were right? Hyped up to be, and I think a lot of that had to do with who they were playing. Um, sure, but they're not terrible. Like they they made UC earn it, but like UC just has more dudes. Like it was only it was a matter of time until they got the ball to Pierce. With Marcus Jones covering him, yeah, no, no catches in the first half, and then you know you had the long pass, and then you had the the touchdown in the corner of the end zone where he just did what he does to so many DBs. You just, it's not really a fade, you know. It's it's, but he just is able to use his size and athletic ability to box out the corner. Desmond Ritter, 27-0 as a starter at Nippert Stadium. Like, you know, I'm not the oldest guy. I don't know the history. You want to tell me there's a better football player in the history of Sensei football? Go ahead. Not in my opinion. Like, I I just don't know how you have that conversation without putting him as the greatest player in UC history. Unless you want to argue on my gardener. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, he has the, I mean, yeah, but like, not. But, but like, Dave, let, let, let me just say, that's the insanity of this. It's the best offensive player in school history and the best defensive player in school history on the same team. Yeah. Right? Oh, I mean, on I'm the not... same team. It's... Like I, in how, like I said, like so many things to say, and yet I don't really know like how to put a lot of it into words. And you haven't even cussed. Like you've made Dave after dark tame. I'm, I'm tired, man. And here's the other thing: it's not my fault. It's the team's fault. They're just way too damn good. I expect us to kick the shit out of every team. 
So when we do exactly that, I can't, like, it's not the same as when we beat UCLA or even SMU last year. Like, I, I can't, I, I can't do the whole, like, fake stuff. Like, I know. You know, it's just, it's, it has to be organic. Like, and I'm really tired. <laughs> like, it took forever to get out of the parking garage. Then there was an accident on 471 that I was lucky enough to get off the exit, turn around, go back into town, take Columbia Parkway, like, all the way home, got some food. Like, I'm just, like, I'm uncashed. Are, are you going to stay around and talk to the people for a few? Or are I'll you... I'll, no, I'll stick around. For, I'll stick around for a few. Wanna, you know, I'd like to hear... But I know our, our members and our listeners, they will go as long as we allow them. Yes. And I'm not going to be a part of that. Like you, <laughs> you stay up much later than I do on a regular basis anyway. So you are more than welcome to pirate that ship. Um, but no, I will, I will not be here until like two in the morning listening to everybody, you know, tell us their thoughts about, about the game or the Bearcat season or their prospects in the playoffs. So, you know, so I'm sure everyone jumping on here will be extremely sober, well-behaved, you know, mild-mannered, all, all of the above. So, Are you are you watching the uh, exhilarating Big Ten championship game? I mean, no. like we knew the Iowa offense is trash, and it turns out the Iowa offense is trash. Like, well, I, I'll I'll open it up to you guys for a few. If you want to talk to Dave, Dave's going to be here for a couple more minutes okay. before he goes. I want to throw out a fun stat from the game today. Real quick. All right. UC was 0 for 9 on third and fourth downs today. <laughs> they scored 35 points. When you're hot, you're hot, right? 0 for 9. All right. Uh, I'm going to mute everybody here. <laughs> Dave, unmute. Okay. If, if you've got a question for Dave or you want to talk to Dave, now is your chance. You got him for a couple more minutes. Unmute your mic. Fire away your question to Dave uh, before we lose him to uh, sleep. To bed. Did you, hit, did you hit the over? That's what uh... I was going to ask it was close. I, I mean, I let's be. I lost. I stopped counting. Um, it was definitely close. I don't. I don't know. It was. It was good to see Scott today. Action yep. Cookbook stopped by the tailgate. If you're not following Action Cookbook on uh, on Twitter, you need to do that. Friend of the show, friend of the program, huge Bearcat fan. He said he had a rough night last night. So he was uh, he was nursing it today a little bit, but I think he uh, he clearly I, I, had a good time. I got him. I got him some. I I, I 
force fed him some beers and jello shots. So he was, uh, you know, I'm a pusher. Can't can't let people come <laughs> to the tailgate and not partake. Have to. Have to. Nobody wants to talk to Dave. You guys are all here to talk to me. Let me go to bed. <laughs> Keith, I know you've got something for Dave other than did you hit the over? Um, well, thank you. I want to say thank you for uh, letting us stop by at your tailgate today. That oh, was, of course. Good to see you guys. Um, did you rush the field? Oh, no. We, Chad asked me that already. My, my uh, husky ass was not rushing the field because then that would have meant I would have had to go back up the steps. Fair enough. There's a reason you sit at the top of the stadium, right? So I I stayed in my spot and, you know, enjoyed it. But, yeah, no, I was not going down there. You know, maybe maybe 20 years and 30 pounds ago. But uh, (laughs) right now I'm I'm happy to be where I sit. All right. And then – where do you think we uh, end up tomorrow when the rankings are released? Uh, I think Bama will be one. I've kind of gone back and forth on Georgia and Michigan. I think Michigan will be two, Georgia will be three, and UC will be four. The interesting thing I'm looking at from a very selfish standpoint is the conventional wisdom was that Georgia was going to beat Alabama, be the one seed, and choose to play in Miami. Well, now that that's not the case, I wonder if Alabama will choose to play in Dallas, which would be fantastic for me. Uh, so that is what I am hoping for. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't – it made sense for Georgia to want to go to Miami. I don't really know which makes sense for Alabama. Like, I, I haven't been able. I haven't seen anyone projecting like locations per se. Um, so, I would guess still Florida to stay in the South, right? Oh, Quote well, unquote. I mean, what's close? Is Miami closer to Tuscaloosa than Dallas? I mean, I don't know. Probably about the same. I have no idea. I just. I don't. It either. was just such a like. It was such a foregone conclusion that Georgia was going to go to Miami and now that it's that's not happening I don't really I don't really know what anybody out there is is saying I haven't seen anything or Nick Saban does like to play in Dallas so that's a thing you have to think about Nick Saban has came out and said that he prefers to play in Dallas out any other place that would be great for Dave thanks for that Eric I, I was unaware of that so that's good yeah, it's good I, intel. Got, I, got a, I got a free place to stay, so and I'd much rather do that than go to the most expensive city in the nation on New Year's Eve. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I'll, I'll, I'll hold the fort down for you. I mean, I... By hold the fort down, I mean drink excessively before the game. Get during, wasted. During right? the game. Yeah not cover anything from a journalistic standpoint. Um, I, so. I would never ask you to do that, Dave. Because you know I would just say no. Right. <laughs> Dave, just bring them back to Indy, okay? That's just right. get us back to Indy. God, could you imagine? I mean, 
why not think about it but like just it, that town would be just taken of hell yeah Dave, so, I got an answer for you. Dallas yes. is 200 miles closer to There we go. 200 miles closer than Miami is. Dave, I, I Kelsey said something today I never thought I'd hear her say. What? Kelsey went to the game today, my daughter. She went with my dad. Uh, she has been, over the past couple weeks, turning into a big Bearcat fan as all of this has built. And she's usually a contrarian, right? Whatever I root for, she is rooted against. Um, but she said to me on the way home, like we dropped my dad off and we were coming home and we stopped and picked up one of her friends. And on the way to pick up her friend, she said, dad, I want to be a Bearcat. Oh, who doesn't want to be a Bearcat right now? Like who doesn't? <laughs> and I had to I had to make sure she didn't see that old dad teared up a little bit in the front seat. <laughs> dad, I want to be a bear cut. It's like, holy shit. She rushed the field. She found me. How about that? That's that's impressive. In well, that sea of chaos. Did she just go to the the the, the tunnel where you're no, your was... secret section? No, I was out amongst the crowd. I've got like a uh, like a six minute video of like the 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 storm, you know, and the fans and yeah, like Des doing his interview and I still like I was walking and all of a sudden I looked and there was Deguara and a couple guys, uh, Perry Young. Yeah, I saw like Jarrell was there. Jarrell was there. James Hudson was there. Um, but no, I was just kind of walking around with the camera. And as I'm walking around with the camera, all of a sudden, here comes Kelsey walking up to me. I was like, how the hell did you find me in 120 yards of chaos? You were able to just like casually walk up and be like, hey, Dad. But now she she wants to be a Bearcat. Our fans Look are for the guy with a camera two, in his face. Two, two pages of people. This what was that? Bad, I haven't... Chad, I he was just looking scoop. for the guy with the camera up to his face. There was a lot video. Of there was a lot of this. You Chad, have I have an inside. I have an inside scoop uh, down on the field. I saw Eugenio uh, with uh, my J dapping it up. He was pretty damn excited after the what? game on the field. Oh yeah, he he posted a pic of him and and Fick, and then him yeah, and my J. Yeah, I was standing right next to him and my day when he was taking those pictures. He was pretty damn excited. I mean, that's a kid that came up here. Remember, he already took his official visit. And you can't, like you see, because it's a conference championship game, couldn't cover tickets, couldn't cover anything for visiting unofficial visitors today. So that kid flew up here or got up here, however he got up here, and went to the game on his own dime. So there was there was something on the board that maybe Mayan Williams was hanging around at the game, at the game today. Somebody said they saw him walking into the locker room. I'm not <laughs> right. saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not true. <laughs> so you were well, on, you were on you were on the uh, sideline. Did you see him? I did not see him. They weren't allowed down on the field. Okay. 
So they would have not been until after the game. <laughs> well, yeah, and seeing someone on the field after the game is fucking impossible unless your name's Kelsey Brendel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not tall either. So, right, not, not like she could just like see your hat or something. Just head for Mets. Just look for Mets. Hey, Chad, 15 years, bro. Man, 15 years and we're here. You're 15 years in. Unbelievable. Would you ever would you ever thought when you started this shit 15 years ago that we are well, at top 14? I mean, we've been through it. We we've been through it once. So you could see the vision that it was, but back then the deck wasn't stacked against them. You guys know today was five years. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five years to the day they fired Tuberville. <laughs> Best thing ever think, happened in UC football history. Did I think five years ago? Do you think the no. program's in a better place now than it was five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> honest, honest question. Dave, uh, go, go Dave, to hell and get Dave, a job. Dave the, Dave, the world is not, but uh, UC Bill Cats are. Unreal, dude. How loud was it on the field, Chad? It was fucking my, crazy. My voice hurts. It is is yes. strained from trying to talk to people standing next to me. Like, yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm not down there yelling and screaming on the field. Other than there were, like, I was, when they took the field, I was irrationally fired up. <laughs> I might have I might have let loose a couple let's fucking goes to some people on that sideline uh as as the team came out of the tunnel and the place just erupted there might have been a couple let's fucking goes that you know if the sports information department knew about would probably get me in trouble but uh. you only live once <laughs> What are they yeah. going to do? Pull my credentials? Come get some. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Chad. Pitt, two thousand nine, or today? Today. Yeah. Today. The stakes I mean, are just so. I mean, yeah. They're just like. I, it's incredible, dude. Like unreal. Because even, even in 09, like we all like to think that if. Nebraska would have won that UC would have gone but like what TCU is also undefeated I think the BCS like the computers showed that it would have been Cincinnati but that doesn't take into account the polls because we don't know what the polls right, would have the said polls made up two thirds right. of the rankings yeah. back then but think, think about today Baylor, Baylor was an inch away from losing that game and back in 2009 yeah, Texas so, yeah. was one second away from losing that game? I mean, it's really it's wild. Like, we needed, we needed chaos till the very yep. end of a season yeah. filled with it. Like, literally, know, to, but... the, to the very last games because, you know, Georgia's daddy just put it to him <laughs> again. Yeah. Like, I mean, those those poor people. Did you, just, did you see I mean, the stat after that game? Alabama's not lost. Alabama's not lost to an SEC East team since 2010. Their yeah. last loss wow. to an SEC East team 
was South Carolina in 2010. They hadn't been underdogs in 92 straight games. Who did Georgia play this year? Let's be honest. Who did they play? Who did they do? It's, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, like I, they to me, should, they're should you see number one? They should have lost to UC and they lost to Alabama. But they lost. Alabama lost to one of their best receivers tonight for the year. Michi's gone. Oh yeah, yeah, really? Like, oh. like is he, think that's about too that. bad. Michi's gone. I just well, like they lost their number one guy, somebody else earlier, didn't they? I I just couldn't believe that that their offensive line has just been dog shit all year, and they just totally kicked Georgia's D line ass. But Dave, who has Georgia beat this year? Oh, I, I'm just saying, like that just blew me away. Like they have not played anybody this year at all. Like nobody, and their quarterback is terrible. Like, let's be honest. Our quarterback play at Georgia is not good. The law like Bryce firm, Young of, is pro- the law firm right. of Stetson Bennett the fourth. Like Stetson right, like, Bennett the fourth. Here's the thing. Like, if like, your quarterback's name is Stetson <laughs> Bennett the fourth, like, I can never take you seriously. No matter how good, no matter how good you are. Hey, how about Jer- Jerome Ford probably playing against Alabama? Yeah, that offensive awesome. line that we got. It's it's. Oh my God! What a dream season this is. It's unreal. And I wanted to play in that. Da- and I wanted to play in Dallas. And here's the reason why: we're going to the Big Twelve, right? We're going to the Big Twelve. Why not advertise Cincinnati in Texas, in Dallas, in the Big Twelve? Yeah, maybe some Baylor. Maybe some Baylor fans will drive over and, and put on some red and black for us. Exactly right, Dave. Exactly right. <laughs> did you, Chad? Did you see Dana after the game bitching about having to play here? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was yeah. still out on the field. I didn't walk in until the end of their press conference. He's still on that. That was the oh, first he, thing he, he went, said. He went all in on, you know, hopefully next year we'll be in a position to host because, you know, two eight no teams. It was quite – it was such an advantage. Well, I'm just like, man. Guess, if that, guess if what? At their, at their home field, it would be split between these guys. They, they were still out their home field. I'm just like, dude, just shut the hell up. Like, you got beat. It didn't matter. Like, you just sound who, like who a, is you sound who like is walking ass. into the who is walking into the stadium, and uh, when uh, Baylor pulled it out, the entire crowd walking into the stadium was like cheering. It was just, yeah, it was, was just ju- amazing. Was just getting it was my, great. Just getting to my seat and like. A large portion of the crowd all erupted. Just everybody it, going crazy. I mean, it was it was amazing. literally two inches away. Oh, he, he was. Two, yeah, I mean, that was. Yeah, that one guy made a, made a play. Because look, in a re- if that ball touches that pylon, we yeah. are sweating our asses off. Oh yeah, we are. Tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I was. You, I mean, other you know people. To cover the sport in hindsight or saying that they don't think it would have mattered. I am like, I've never been more confident of anything in my entire life than if <laughs> Alabama, Michigan, and Oklahoma State won that Cincinnati was out. Fifth. Yes. I mean, like, yeah. that is the easiest thing for the committee to ever do. Oh, 12 and yeah. one Big 12 champ, jump one spot. There it is. Like, I mean, yep. easiest thing ever. Like, 
I, there was no way that they weren't going to do that. Beat three top 10 teams in the past uh, yeah, five tough. weeks. Like, yeah. Great defense. Hey, like, yeah. can we talk about timing for a second? Like Quarterback. God's that- divine timing about Notre Dame opening up right now. <laughs> right now I, I, it opened up, and we're not losing our coach, and Ohio State's not going to open up. Penn State's not going to open up. How about the divine timing of all of this right now? Unreal. So I hope everybody realizes and doubles back on appreciating how important it is that Luke is a man of his word. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because look, that man would have absolutely listened to everything Notre Dame had to say. Yep. Maybe they offer him the job. Maybe they don't. He listened to West Virginia. He listened to Michigan State. He listened to Florida State. He listened to Baylor. He would have listened to Notre Dame. But Notre Dame called. And I am a, a thousand percent certain of this now after talking to some people on the field before the game. Notre Dame called. Whether through his agent or directly, Luke Fickle said, I'm playing for championships. If you would like to talk when I'm not playing for championships, I would be happy to talk to you. But right now, I am playing for championships. And I said this on LW. I don't know if any of you guys got to listen to it. I was on LW at 10.05. That's the difference between Luke Fickle and Brian Kelly. No, Brian shit. Kelly, Brian Kelly is a man a of words. He is a man of words. Not a man of Luke words. Luke Fickle well, and, and is family. a man of his family. Luke Fickle what is, is a man point? of Luke Fickle is a man of his word. Yes. Back. But what is the point of coaching college football if you do not coach the, your team into for the a championship? Right. The freaking, it it makes zero freaking sense. But that's where the game is at right now. It's not right, but it's where it's at. It's pathetic. I mean, we can, we have no no way to you know predict what the future, obviously. But like, just think about it in, in the in the way of saying like, if I if we'd have had a podcast in the beginning of the season and been like, yeah, this year's going to be wild, and um, Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Florida, Oklahoma, and LSU are all going to open at the same time, right. and and. Our coach is not going to go to any of those schools. Right. And not to mention Penn State uh, I mean, like, re-signs their coach. Yeah. Because like, like, that's another got, one, right? Those are like right, five of the ten biggest jobs in the sport all opening at the same time. Yep. And, he, you know, Oklahoma obviously has not hired anybody. So, um, you know, we cannot be 100%. But, like – he didn't go to any of those. The the ripple effects didn't, you know, cause any issues. Like, you know, if Mario Cristobal goes to Miami or something, I don't think that I think matters. that's gonna happen, Dave. I think that's gonna happen, Dave. I think he is I mean, gonna go back because his mom is sick. Well, if they if they pull out Clemson's AD too, like apparently right. apparently Nevin Shapiro is back in the game. Because Miami, <laughs> Miami just bit- all this. Miami, like after being one of the like cheapest schools for a long yeah. time, just decided like, fuck it, let's just spend all the money we have. 
because that's the only way we're going to get back to, com- you know, competing. So Nevin <laughs> is out of jail and making <laughs> making things happen down there in Coral Gables. Just think about this, though. Like, the Big 12 invite came in September. We have this season. All of these jobs come open. And we're it's just like the perfect time. Like, this doesn't happen in Cincinnati sports. It doesn't happen. Like, the timing is perfect for everything. And Luke is staying. We're gonna we're competing for a national championship, and I believe we match up pretty well with Bama because they can't run the ball. The thing is, it, it won't be Michigan, right? Because there's no, no way. It won't, no way. There's no way they run back Bama Georgia. Right. Not, it's going to be Michigan. It's yeah. See, like I wouldn't think the first matchup would be that. Like if they happen to play each right. other for the title, then then it is what sure. It is. Like. But I don't, yeah, I don't see them doing that, just manufacturing that again. I agree. I'd love, I'd love, to, I'd love UC to get a shot at Harbaugh. Holy shit. Oh. I just want, I want to, I just want to play Saban so I can like send out some stupid tweet about like, get all your Aflac ready, Mickey. We're coming for that ass. <laughs> have, De- have Dion help you. You and, you and Prime. I want them to play in Dallas, so I don't want them to play in Miami. Just for the fact that we're going to the Big 12, and I think it's a great uh, advertisement for the UC program to be in Dallas uh, for yeah. that game. Kind of yeah, like Rutgers a, when they went. Point. You remember when Rutgers was good under some uh, – No. And then they, they advertised in South Florida. Remember that? Like, right. he did a really good job. That's ben kind Mark. of the same thing. Yep. Ben Mark. Chop. Yeah, one of my yep. one of my <laughs> top five favorite UC moments of all time is Ben Moth in Shiano's face chopping wood. So we, we have a, yep. an early early guess on the Alabama Cincinnati point spread from seventeen from the, from the Action Network. Seventeen. Yeah, and I half. think it's going to be Bama plus seventeen or Bama Bama minus seventeen. Early projection twelve and a half. Wow. Uh, give. Georgia Love minus it. Georgia minus nine. Give me Bama. I don't. I just. I think the defensive line of Bama is a problem for this offensive line. Bama's defense as oh. as a whole is a problem. Right. Like Dave like said, if we, though, this, if, defense, if, this offensive line seems to prefer four man fronts instead of blitzing, pressuring, like stunting three man fronts. Did you notice Mets in the second half? Yeah. They had was... less pressure with Mets in the second half versus McConnell in yep. the first half. Mm-hmm. Is the Orange Bowl field turf or grass? I don't I don't know. Grass. Grass, grass yeah. I don't know. It's grass. What else you got? Paul, you've been quiet today. Are you are you tuckered I'm... out like Dave? Well, I'm not tuckered out like Dave because I had to drive. So and we oh. had we we brought our we, we brought so our nephew. Oh, uh, well, we won't talk about that. We, we brought our nephew. We, we brought our, our 19, my 19 year old nephew to the game with us today for his, his Christmas present. Why the hell did you make him drive? He's 19. Uh, exactly because right. Because I won't let my wife drive. I'm, not <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy, but I'm not stupid. Uh, yeah, my wife just flipped me off. Uh, hey, one thing, one it thing. was it, he was he, he was it was so cool 
he was so excited to be there and it was, you know, I mean, we were actually pretty excited anyway, but his, his joy at just being there and then watching the game, he was rooting and yelling and screaming just as hard as I was. So it was, it was really cool. And he turned to me at one point early in the third quarter. He said, I don't think Houston's having much fun anymore. <laughs> I said, yeah. And I said, I, I hope they have a lot less, uh, but that was, he, he was just, it, it was fun to, to, to be at the game with him. It was, it was definitely worth the, the maybe, money for maybe, the, the ticket. Maybe in the CFP, we'll get an officiating crew that actually knows how to call a fucking hold. Oh my gosh! Every oh. play, Maggio was held. Every single play, he was held. I just yeah. uh, every game, it's the other team trying to start shit. They get they get dog walked, and then at the end of the game, they're still running their mouth, and we get the penalty. Right, it's unbelievable. Like, like the, it's, like I mean, the one gotta, drive where the one on Bush like was it, crazy. The one at where it should have been forty-two to three when or forty-two to thirteen when oh. that was a fumble. There are three penalties on that drive that basically extended that drive for them to score. Like yeah. the defense was dominant tonight. Like it was on, they couldn't block Nigel unless they were holding him. Uh, the linebackers are incredible. Just everybody on the defensive side. I mean, yeah, Dell's good. But they, did, they did a good job in the first half getting him into the slot, getting right. him matched up on Arquan and on. Picks. And getting like they yeah. were took advantage of a free release. He was getting a free release. Yeah, I mean, they mo- how many right. times did they motion? Did they have him in the backfield and motion him out of the backfield? Right. So that they could a dictate lot. the cut. They could dictate the coverage. They could see. You know, it's a great way to do it. You, you know, you can't hide what coverage you're in when you have a, you're a wide receiver come out of the backfield. But like, without being able to run the ball, like you can do that shit all game long. It's, you're not. It's not going to work. The unnecessary they, on Briggs was bullshit too. You're correct on that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like that whole that whole drive was bullshit. Like we should have them stop. It should have been yeah. Two thirteen. That's should have been over. That's like Keenan Singleton, who works at Channel Nine. He was a walk on at Houston. Yeah, he was a walk on wide receiver at Houston. So like we had we've had some friendly banter all week, and after that drive, I said, "Well, Keenan, it's Cincinnati thirty-five. Houston 13, official seven. Like you guys, the officials <laughs> might end up with more. The officials might end up beating you guys. Hey, let's talk about the the UC run. It was defense. a fumble. McC- McCaskill did nothing. Nothing. They could not the 18, run the ball. No. And the, on the 18 yard touchdown or the 18 yard run he had, his longest run of the day, I've got a picture of the center, like on the outside of the shoulder pads so that he had that cutback lane on Brooks. Yep. And the the funny thing is the referee is in the picture looking <laughs> right at it. Yeah. They, they have, they, the, they have officials money. in this conference, officials in this conference tend not to call holding, but they love to call pass interference. Yeah. The, the refs in UC games are like, when anybody played in their like youth Saturday, we called it just Saturday basketball. It was like, and you'd be killing some team and you'd get fouled and the ref would just look at you and be like, dude, the game's over. Like go, go back to run down there. Like, I just want to get out of here. The $10 they're paying me to ref you the last <laughs> holes is like not enough. And that's what I feel like this is. It's like, 
all right, the game's over. Let's just get, you know, we don't need to call any more penalties. We don't need, unless it's so egregious. That well, we... why the hell did they call the. Oh, I know. The, uh... They just make stuff up. Oh, it's terrible. At the end of the game, that game's over and they're, they're keeping drives going along for, for Houston. I mean, the Bush thing is just. Speaking did of. Did he do it? What did he do? Yeah, and Fickle knew it. Yeah. Fickle was all over. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, he did nothing. He... Both of them were both of them were face mask to face mask talking shit, and neither you know it shouldn't have been on either. And you of just them. Cho- yeah, you choose one. You give it to both or right. none. It's like yeah. why? Correct. Yeah. On a freaking yeah. fourth down, like come on, really? I was standing there as Houston tried to start three fights. Free. It happened right in front of me. I put one of them on Twitter, and yeah. that number five, the dude, one of their dudes that did all the talking. If you go look at the video I put on Twitter, he's talking and every like all the UC guys are just kind of backing up. Like they're running their mouth, but they're like, whatever, whatever, get out of here. Because they were in the end zone warming up. And Houston, as they were going back to their locker room, tried to overtake the end zone where Cincinnati was warming up. So number five for them was the one that was like leading the charge, running his mouth. And he got about halfway across the back of the end zone. And all of a sudden there was Jerome Ford. And the rest of the UC guys were backing up, and Ford was like, I ain't fucking moving. And he's right in Ford's face, and Ford's just looking at him like, I got something for you, bro. I got something for you. Ford doesn't talk a lot, but his uh, his actions speak for his words. Oh, yeah, yeah there had been some chatter, like, is Jerome going to come back? Is Jerome going to come back? I, I think we got our answer today. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a home run. He's a home run. How many drives started? How many many times are we going to hear former Alabama running back if he's actually playing Alabama? Every single that's that's actually his name. (laughs) His name is former. (laughs) Yeah. He had to legally change his name to former Alabama running back Jerome Ford. Hey, as long as they're 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 saying that after, after touchdowns and long runs. Right. Right? right, they could say that all they want. Jerome is actually hey, now his middle name. Okay, Keith, you've been quiet. Let's hear from you, brother. How you feeling? Um, pretty tired actually. Because it's a long day to go. You know, leave Columbus in the morning, go down tailgate, go to the game, then drive back. Um, but very much worth the time the effort i mean i, I was talking you know my wife and i were on the way back and it's like can we believe this just happened can we are we are we dreaming this Is, did this just happen and then we looked at each other again and said you know this was very much worth the money and the time to come down to columbus for every game and it's just just an incredibly special season that I hope lasts two more games because I would love, love to take over Indy for the championship <laughs> game. I know for a fact that would be a red and black city if we got there. I think I don't, I think it, I don't know be America if, if I would them. be able to make it because if they play Alabama and they beat Alabama, the vol in me will come flying out and I might get killed. <laughs> <laughs> like I will be talking so much shit. To those people that I might not make it back to Ohio after that. That's I, a realistic concern. 
There's a, there's a, I'd be, you know, exercising a lot of third Saturdays in October, uh, ass kickings for like the last 12 years. So I'd have two, 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 a two front war, Bearcats and Vols going on in that game. Here's, here's the, the fun question. Bigger UC sports moment tomorrow when UC makes the final four in football or Huggins making the final four in basketball. Football, I go with, no doubt. I go with CFB. Yeah, yeah because it's, it's, not, even, because it's the, not even debatable. Because the college basketball tournament is a fair, equitable way of deciding a champion. Cincinnati like, had to fight against every odd. You know, every when you enter odd. the college basketball tournament or the college basketball season, like if we win all our games, we get to at least play to win a national championship. Yep. Hey, Chad, football question for you guys who know something about stuff. For obviously, I don't know, I don't know th- anything about shit, Doc. Okay. <laughs> for, for personal reasons, I couldn't go to the game. Uh, the first first half, we were going to fire both the offensive and defensive coordinators because they were worthless. And then what I saw was able to see on television watching replays. In the first half, Houston's receivers were in separate zip codes from our defenders in some plays. In the third quarter, fourth quarter, when this guy was getting sacked all over the place, the end zone camera showed – Houston wide receivers running, and they were covered solid. Does anybody know what the halftime adjustments were that, that caused? They played a lot more man, I thought. Well, and I, agree. I, noticed, yeah. I noticed too. Uh, on more than I mean, I, don't, I can't tell you the exact number, but Sauce traveled in the second half. Yeah. So he, well, he got he got started one, with that. He got started with that sack. Yeah. He got started with that sack. He with, went. That was the play of the game, in my opinion. He like, moved. His sack changed everything. He played both sides of the field in the second half. Um, at least, you know, I, I know a couple times he followed guys in motion, which he never does. Because I mean, really, Dell was their only real receiving option. I mean, you think other, well, that and the white kid. Yeah, but he's whatever. like he's really only their third. He's really their third option from a wide receiver standpoint. Jeremy Singleton's their number two. Yeah, but the first half he was killing us. One catch for six yards. Do you think Sauce will travel uh, against Jamison Williams in Alabama? Yes. If I, I sure was UC, I would. I, I would put him on Jamison Williams every time. I mean, if if Mechie's, yeah. if Mechie's out. Yep. Jamison Williams, like, will be the probably, you know, one of, if not the fastest guy on the field. So I don't, I, I don't, I think that would be like a no brainer. I don't know why you would not just do that and see what happens. If he shuts this down, defense matches up with everybody in the C- CFP, though. Like, if you think about our strength, our strength is pass defense. Like there's nobody in the country that has oh, yeah. two Alabama corners like we do. Alabama can't run the ball. I mean that. Nope, they can't. So our guys I mean, have to be way better. You want to yep. throw it? I mean that's the you know, not that's the best chance we have now. I don't you know if Brian Robinson he's not healthy now. He might be healthy by the time the game happens. Um, and Saban always struggles against a quarterback that can run. 
So keep that in mind with Dez. So what, like, I like think, the I two think times his... that he's lost big games? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You say always like it's a it's a thing. But but no, the two biggest losses in his career have been quarterbacks that can run. And what does UC have? They have a quarterback that can run. They have a running game. They have got they have two tight ends. Like there's no more complete team in the college football playoff than you see, in my opinion. Jo- Johnny Manziel was one of them. Well, yeah. <laughs> and they lost to Texas A&M this year. Oh, wow. I, I still can't believe all that just happened. Like, I don't know. Like, you, like, so for me, this hits a little different, right? Because Kelly's heart attack was September 4th, right? So this, this three months – I've been in it, like, just like, it's a, it's, it's a blur. Like, I, I, I don't know, like, what the fuck just happened for three months. No loss. Well, yeah, but she gets the angiogram on Tuesday or on Thursday. Heart's clear. Right. Everything's good. This happens tonight to complete 13 and 0. And you look back at it and you're just like, what, what just happened? Right. Because I don't have a great perspective on a lot of the season, even with all the content we did and like, like the site blowing up and reaching membership numbers that I never thought ever fucking possible, like getting my brain around all of this. And I stood there for a bit tonight and just like looked at it. Like, I can't believe any of this just fucking happened. Hey, and you're not going to have to worry about a cooking search. Yeah, the coaching searches are kind of good. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you didn't, but you didn't have one, and you still. Well, this got is more. Yeah, this I was going to say. Wait a minute, you've had you, you've had three, because our fan base has been like associating Luke with every well, no, every yeah. job out right. there. So. But right. this is this it's is legit. This, thing. this is the legit the second time with Luke. I've had the membership gain of a coaching search without the coach leaving. Right. Yeah, it's insane. Michigan State, Michigan State, we had a huge jump when Michigan yep. State was open, and we had another huge jump with with Notre Dame. So yeah, I've I've ran two non coaching searches where people are like, "What's happening?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't cover that school. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but Chad, according to some reporters, are you sure Luke's not interviewing tonight at Oklahoma? And we'll sign a contract on Monday. No. Hey, Oklahoma's going to be the Georgia DC. Let me tell you this. You can put that Notre Dame shit to bed tomorrow at noon. Because if Luke Fickle wouldn't talk to Notre Dame because he was still playing for championships, there ain't no fucking way he's talking to Oklahoma tomorrow. I know. I'm just saying that. I know. No, 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 no. I'm just saying to those people. Like, to to those people, that's my message to them. If Luke Fickle didn't talk to Notre Dame because he was still playing for championships, there ain't no fucking way he's talking to Oklahoma when he's playing for a natty. I totally agree. Hey, uh, Taylor's been quiet. What do you think, Taylor? What do you think of today? <laughs> Better on the spot. I want. I, I want to hear. I want to hear from Carrie. Yeah, Carrie's going too. Our, our resident historian, Carrie Hoffman. <laughs> Carrie. 
Yes, Carrie, sir. What, Amazing. What, what the hell went through your mind today? Um, <clears throat> I think the one post I made after the game is I, I think it's the, it's the greatest day that I've lived through. Um, I, I honestly do as a Bearcat. Um, and I, I wasn't expecting that. I, I was like, I was, I was fine. And then like an hour before the game, I started to get really nervous. <laughs> and then just the whole spectacle of what we saw tonight and what it meant. Um, you know, you guys have been talking here. And the one thing that I would say is I think if you, if you look at this season on the whole, from the national perspective, I think this season has been as much about Cincinnati as it's been about any team out there, yeah. which I never, ever would have dreamed I'd be saying that. Yeah. Cincinnati dominated the national conversation. You're we absolutely did. right about that, Kerry. The 513 is the epicenter of the college football world. How much From the start of the season, millions of dollars. Kerry, yeah. from the start of the season, and especially from the from the day they beat Notre Dame. Yep. This season has been about Cincinnati. Yeah. And all the freaking haters just hate it so much. And, and they got shit on and fuck every those week. Especially the UCF fans. Looked at the haters and said, who the, who the hell are you? And why should we listen? Dude, like Heather Dinich. And uh, what's the uh, old man on the freaking ESPN? Corso. Corso. Of yeah. Corso. Like, suck this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, they took that stance because they all were convinced history yeah. was on their side and they were going to be right. That's somebody's grandpa. Don't be mean to him. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying. Come on. He doesn't know where yeah. he's at. Exactly. He doesn't know what he's so, saying like, unless he's on UC's campus. And then he's all freaking Then he's very aware there. of what he's saying, right? Yeah. Not a good look uh, for ESPN to keep trotting him out there. Carrie, <laughs> are uh, you working on your, on your tome for tomorrow about the greatest day in UC football history when they I've, make the playoffs? I make a point of, of trying to make some notes right after the game um, when it's fresh. And so I've got some talking points and I'm just hoping you don't steal most of them for Brendel's bites. Uh, <laughs> this but, is probably Brendel's bites. I look, I don't know. Yeah, fuck right. I don't, I don't know. I maybe I get up and do one tomorrow. I did. I did a nightcap. I did a 20 minute spot on LW and then as soon as I was done with that, I did this to sit up and spend another two hours writing a bites. I don't know if I have that in me. <laughs> yeah. You, you are like, you're getting to be a, a, an 18 hour a day guy. I, I don't know how you're doing. Just put, just put 13 and up period. I know. I, I did think about that. We did it. We did it. Publish. I've got, <laughs> well, the thing is I've got the ultimate picture like they say, a picture says a thousand words. Brian got a picture of Fick and Re and Dez hugging, like at the post game, like where ESPN went or uh, ABC went live with their interview. And it's it's Fickle getting done with his interview and Dez walking into his interview with you know the field stormed and fans all around him and Fickle hugging Dez, and I like, I just yeah. Brendel's bites, thirteen and zero with that fucking picture. <laughs> the end. Or 
UC to the CFP confirm. Right. Well, we gotta wait for we gotta wait for noon tomorrow for that one. Yeah. Well, wait for noon tomorrow for that, and, and then put it up as soon as the show's over. <laughs> I, I told my wife on the way home, don't underestimate the the ability of the, the college football playoff committee to do something. That, that totally there's no way they can. <laughs> there's no way they can keep them out of thirteen and zero. There's zero zero chance. Oh. Defensive player well, of the game has to be the Blanco. Yeah, yeah, has to be two sacks, a pick. The that game, pick I, like, I know Todd says the the sauce sack that DeBlanco pick changed the game. Yeah, I don't agree. Like that, you know, if if like UC scores, they you know so they go up eight. If Houston has any ability to answer there, it's on for sixty minutes, right? Yeah, it's on for sixty minutes. Because that's what they had done the whole first half. Right. Every time we scored, they came back and answered. So that that stopped the run. If you you read the the game thread, the Blanco was supposed to be benched. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. (laughs) His head's not in the game. (laughs) There's some people in those game. There's some people in those game threads that need need to reevaluate their ability to. Analyze football. <laughs> that guy is so that guy is so smart. He's seen so much football. Yeah, he's been here six years. It's yeah. incredible. Tim Adams covered Joel DeBlanco's fucking recruitment. <laughs> oh my! Hey, homage to Tim. Hey, Tim has got to be. I, like, I, I can only imagine right what Tim's going through right now. Like the emotion and and feeling so, Tim has. Real quick, our twenty four seven like national site put out a poll or a poll projection article, and they have yeah. uh, Alabama versus Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. Yes. Okay. Cotton Bowl. That's what I want. I want we'll, Texas. We, we shall see. We shall see. Um, and uh, on so, that one, I'm going to bed. Good night, David. Thank you. You stayed around everyone. much longer. You were here for an hour and five, six minutes, Dave. Well, it's, uh, it's, for, the, it's for the love that I have for all of you guys. Here's the question. How many jello shots did you do today? A lot. All of them. <laughs> like, I don't even bother trying to count those. It's just a lot. I believe we were leaving like an hour and 20 minutes before kickoff, and there were only two de- jello shots left. Wow. Oh, I don't even know if they lasted that long. They, You guys ran through jello shots pretty quick. Yeah. All right, Dave. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. See you guys. It. Have a great night. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. So Dave and I talked about this uh, before the live portion of, of this uh, this podcast. Desmond Ritter, 27-0. and 0. At Newport Stadium as a starter. Amazing. Retired jersey now. The, uh, the, yeah. I, the answer to your question is yes, but not yet. Well, so because there because there are some other people, there are some other people from we haven't we haven't put anybody up there since 2006. I didn't even realize this until we started talking. No, Shaq Washington There's, went in the ring. Shaq Washington went in the ring during the Bone Era. Oh, you're you're right. 
But he's do like we, the only one. Do but we let me even have let me finish. Can I fit? Let me finish. Let me finish. Arguably the greatest player in UC history. Also, potentially not the best player on his team. Did we just watch the final home game in the career of not only the greatest offensive player in UC history and Desmond Ritter, but the greatest player defensively in UC history in Ahmad Gardner? Yes. We watched the two greatest players in UC history simultaneously side by side for three years. Think about that. That's unbelievable. 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 And one, a barely three star recruit whose only other offer was Central Michigan. And the other, a barely three star recruit who none of the big schools in Michigan gave any attention to and was kind of an afterthought in the 2019 recruiting class. Identification, scouting, development, production. Those two, for me, will go down as the greatest offensive and greatest defensive players in program history. And we just watched their last game at Nippert Stadium. It's unreal. Like the the development of the players. Like think of Joel DeBlanco. Luke said he didn't think he could play here. Look what he did tonight. Yeah. You know, look at Maje, right? He was a skinny kid coming in here and they put weight on him. Look at Brooks, the unsung hero of this entire defense, in my opinion. Like he is the they, unsung hero look, of this wh- defense. When they when did they when did this defense get back on track? When Curtis when he Brooks started, started making plays. Dominant. Yep. Yeah. No, exactly I, right. I agree yeah. with you there wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's just amazing. Like the the development of players that mm-hmm. this program has had is uh, is maybe the best in the country for for what they come in and then what they leave as. Who's that? In ten minutes, it's going to be two hours until something. I don't know exactly why, but. We haven't been going for two hours yet. I know if I let you guys go for two hours, you're going to make me sit here for two fucking hours. So it is what it is. We'll, we'll rock it through the night. I, I don't, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> Anybody got, my, what else? My, we got? my wife keeps looking at me like, why are you still talking? Here's the thing. What about, what about, what about the punter this year? Let's talk about the punter. Yeah. Mason Fletcher didn't what? miss a beat from Jimmy Smith. Yeah. No, 1.67 yards per Return. return this year. That's 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 what our punt coverage team gave up. It's a fresh Houston was Houston. <laughs> Houston was all was all about um, what was the cornerback's name? Jones. Dude. Yeah, Marcus Jones. Marcus, Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones. He was he's he a was bad mofo though. He's yeah, I tell you what, he, he he runs really hard. His and his running on, on the kick on the kickoff returns was was amazing tonight. But they yeah. were, you know, they, they expected him to score points. And I'm thinking, well, nobody has all year. Why would, uh, you know, Tony Batie couldn't and, uh, from South Florida and the kid from uh, 
from he's the best in the country though and they did a good yeah. job shutting him down and he's the well, top they, return guy in the country they went but, they yeah. went if you looked at the kickoff they went for hang time versus length yeah they wanted which the, was shocking me yeah same here i i was i was amazed i thought he could alex has, has reached the end zone consistently all year why aren't you putting it in the end zone and then i i realized well you know at the beginning of the game Jones was like, he was at our end of the field. He was, you know, four yards deep in the end zone. He was going to bring it out anyway. Yeah. That was one of the questions I asked in the, in the podcast pregame was like, is he going to go seven yards deep? Because Bales wasn't kicking him out of the end zone. He was kicking him five, six yards deep and nobody was returning him. Right. So they made it clear as long as you don't kick it like out of the out of the back, he's going to catch it and go, and he's probably going to get to the thirty where it's going to be worth it, where they're going to get five extra yards. That dude was that dude was legit. Mm-hmm. But James I didn't, said I didn't it, think there was one return tonight where he was where it looked like he was one man away from breaking one. And and Trey Tucker had two. Yeah, where he was he was one. Mm-hmm ankle grab or, or one tackle away. Well, the one where he got horse collared, he was, I think he would have yeah. been gone. If yes. he yeah. yeah. I, I think that, yeah. I think that horse collar was a good penalty. I think it saved a touchdown. Oh yeah. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. And he had another one where he got, he got ankle tripped that he took a deep, like he, he was, he was one shift away from, from taking that bad boy to the house too. Um, I do. Dave he, touched on this in the, in the beginning before everybody was in. And he just said it simply like this. James Tunstall, Jeremy Cooper, Jake Renfrow, Vinny McConnell, Lorenz Metz, Dylan O'Quinn. Those dudes had a fucking day. Their like, coach? They had a day. might be their coach who I'm worried about Notre Dame coming to get. Let's be honest. He's one of the best – Offensive line coaches in the country that nobody talks about. The fact mm-hmm. what he's done with this offensive line. So they didn't keep their OL coach. No, I thought they kept almost everybody. No, no their OL line coach was Jeff Quinn. Yeah, oh, and he's not so Quinn he's went not with Cal back. Yeah. Well, 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 he's well, finished in the year, but he's not going to be coming back to Notre Dame, which is why okay. I'm concerned about him. Yeah, yeah, not, I could see Marcus, Marcus coming after him. him. I could see Marcus coming after Quinn. But I could also see Quinn having a hell of a lot of loyalty to Luke. You mean Cook? You mean Crook. 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 I could see Crook having a hell of a lot of loyalty to Luke. Hope so. Yeah, he looks like a guy who's at a stage of his career where he's not necessarily going to be keen on jumping. I know he loves it here. Notre Dame is always going to be tough to turn down for anybody, though. Yeah. But those guys were – back to those guys, those guys were awesome today. You know, that Houston, that Houston is what? They were, they were second in the country, first in the country in sacks? Yep. Yeah. And they have what, one? We, they got Des once? We, yeah. What did we have, what, seven or eight sacks today? Our defensive line? Eight. 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 Yeah. And eight. Uh, eight. I, I, like, Holy three cow. of them – Three, I didn't know three of them eight. at least were three of them were on Jeez. the secondary. They were covered sacks for sure. Yeah, Tune right. had Tune, Tune had a, a a lot of throws tonight where there was nobody open. 
They had so many sacks when we were rushing punt. three. Yeah, one sack, three hurries. Dang. That's all that, that Houston had today. Dang. Well, that's a big deal. The, the, both sides of the ball, actually, all three sides of the ball, you know, in, in all three phases, we, this is what we expected them to do when, when Brooks and Marcus Brown and Kobe yeah. and Blanco and Beavers came back. And, and, we, and there was no way, there was no way that they were going to be denied getting what they came back here to get. And they just, you know, they, posted they, it. they delivered. I posted it on Twitter after that third drive. Kobe called that defense. It wasn't yeah. Mike Trestle. It was Kobe Bryant. Kobe called I that thought, defense. Yeah. They circled around him. And Kobe Bryant gave the hellfire and brimstone speech. And those guys from there on picked it up. Like, that's – like – Can't buy that leadership, it, man. It, it's hard to develop that where, the, like, not only does he do it, but he has the respect that they respond, that they believe in it, that they're all in on, look, this dude Lee is the leader of this defense, and he just said, quit fucking up, quit fucking around, let's buckle down, let's get this shit right, and let's shut them down. Can Kobe think- talk to our kickers? Yeah, that's a problem. Hey, Chad, weren't you joking that uh, weren't you joking that we were always going to go for it on fourth down, and we weren't even going to try to kick a field goal today? I, moving up, moving forward, that that should be the plan. The hard that thing is be. when you're at the seven, you got to be able to make a twenty-three yard fucking field goal. You got to be able, to, like, you got to be able to connect from twenty-three. The whole freaking stadium sighed at the same time. When he missed that, do. I mean, Here, here's I don't get how you something. pull it that badly. Can that here's guy some, from Can that guy that was visiting today? Can he be eligible? Yeah, where's the Delaware guy? Is he eligible next year, January first? Yeah. So, so uh, he he would not be eligible for the semifinals. What about the finals? the finals? He would be new new semester. The new semester starts. The week that yeah. the finals start. Yeah. That guy's ass on campus. Yes. I'm just, I, I've been doing some research on this topic because a lot of people have been asking me about this topic. December 31st, a new semester has not started. I, December 10th or January 10th, a new semester will have technically started. So you could potentially have somebody that played for another team all season being the place kicker. Somebody was like, can we, uh, can we switch him with like one of the current kickers? Yeah. And like, maybe, maybe nobody will know that kid's six, three, two thirty. He looks like a He looks like a linebacker, but he was, he was 14 of 17 at Delaware this year with a long of 53. And he made all 23 extra points. Ryan Coe, C-O-E. You, you know, if there, is, if there is one position where you could do that scenario that you just talked about, it, it would be a place kicker. I yeah. mean, yeah. you know, they don't need to, to know the playbook. They just need to come out and do their job. And 
man, I mean, that seems realistic. I mean, how is he not going to commit here after coming to this right. game today right. Right. and seeing our troubles and, and wanting to be a part of that atmosphere when he's played for the Delaware Blue Hens? Well, they like year, their the football in be, Delaware. Next year, kicking is going to be important. Kicking and defense is going to be what's going to win games next year, in my opinion. And the run game. You, you, right. you mean starting with the, the finals. <laughs> exactly right. 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 Yeah, because okay. December 31st, the, the semifinals will still be this year, right? So next right. year, January just like 10. last year, yeah, like this year, we started January 1st <laughs> with a, a, a an upsetting late late second loss to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the homework I've done on that. I believe that because the semester starts by January, it will be like at January 10th. That if he transferred here and is on this team, he could potentially, he could potentially kick in a national the championship winning, game. The winning field goal. The winning the field goal. Team. Yeah, the winning <laughs> field goal. There you, go. you want to talk about <laughs> talking about the transfer I'm, portal, free agency, and in, in in college football. Does that mean like Rattler could be our backup quarterback by uh, December? He's 10th going to Arizona or? State. <laughs> and, he's, and actually, I think he's going to end up at UCLA. God, I hope not. He's going to UCLA. I would love to tell you what I think about the quarterback transfer situation. Anything, anything I say would be detected. So I'm not saying a word. Sean Clifford's going to come back to Cincinnati to compete with Prater. That's my, that's my prediction. I'm going to tell you, I don't believe that is the situation. It's like 99, um, 99 questions with Chad. We just ruled one out. Now, how, everybody, everybody go to the portal screen. Right. Chad, Chad, is it the guy from Nebraska who's transferring? No, he's going to Kansas State. His girlfriend, his girlfriend Martinez, his girlfriend, uh, goes to Kansas State. So I think he's going to end up at Kansas State. Right. Chad, that was my guess. guess. Who's, who's the next guy? Who's got the next guy? Are you saying I think it's Rattler? <laughs> look at look at this. Look at Chad's face when you see Rattler. Check your text messages, Todd. Yeah, Chad said, is he, uh, is he currently in the portal? Todd. Is he currently in the portal? I can't oh. answer that question. Oh, because if wow. I answered that question and he's not, it would be it would be a problem. Oh, Mark is you, coming back. Huh? <laughs> I said, ben Mock yeah. is coming back. Ben Mock is finally getting he got his, the med- his yeah, he got the medical. Yeah, he finally got the medical, and Ben Mock <laughs> is coming back, chopping wood. There you go. Well, on on that did, note, did that I'm surprise you a little night, bit, Todd? Very much so, but it makes sense. Paul, good night. Love good you night, guys. Love you guys Glad too. To have you on. Sorry, I haven't been able to do these as much this year but tonight was uh tonight was a perfect perfect opportunity what else you guys got like i'm not done yet i'm still i'm still good to go i'm still going what else you got um who do you think comes back in the portal for, or not the portal but uh super seniors for next year you think um van comes back i don't know like i don't think many of those conversations have been had yet so like obviously like is that answer different if this team wins a, a championship, everybody's just like, ah, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Is it different if they just get to the championship game? 
and like play for a championship. I, I think like the guys that would make some sense to consider it, Malik would be one. Just because he would get it like he's he's missed most of the last half of the season with a high ankle sprain. Like he's yeah. gutted it out and been on the field some, but he hasn't been full strength Malik Van for five weeks. Um, I think Michael I think Young. Hicks. I think Hicks makes some sense. Michael Young, maybe, but like, man, he's gonna have that, some got his spot taken. He's, he's gonna get that, that slot room with with Trey Tucker, Will Pauling, JoJo Bermudez incoming. Wow, that's a that's a serious like, and those guys aren't competing for multiple positions on the field, right? Those guys like that they got one spot, so. Like, we'll see with my – I'd love to have Michael Young come back because I love Michael Young. Like, he's a phenomenal dude. So, I'd love to have him come back, but that's, like, that's a decision you're going to have to make based on what that room looks like going forward for him. Um, I think Wilson Huber would be yeah, really interesting as DeBlanco's replacement. Then you don't have to – I think without – if Huber, if, if Huber and DeBlanco both go, DeBlanco doesn't have a choice. He's yeah. he, he played with Tony Pike, I think. Um, <laughs> that social security check. Start right. Garrett Campbell's like, Joel, you've been here a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think DeBlanco would be really interesting. Like, the guys you have to eliminate. The, the NFL guys, Brian Cook is going to – is can you think of a better success story do, than Brian Cook? How do we, how do we find him? Beavers. How do we locate him? So, he's, a lo- he's a local kid. He's a local. He's yeah. a, a local kid. kid. So I think he contacted them. Remember, right. he played at Howard. He was a corner at Howard. So I remember that off season. Mm-hmm. It, we were in December. It was right, like right at the end of that 2018 season, right. And there was a lot of transfer talk. Who, like, who are they going to get in the transfer portal? Da, 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 da. And bowl practices were getting ready to, like, kick up. And out of nowhere, it was Beavers and Cook that they identified as these are the two dudes. And a lot of people were like, we're taking a, like, a, a, a guy UConn from UConn. Guy and a few hour guy, yeah. Like, and a guy from doing? a local guy from Howard that doesn't like he was a corner there. There's no way he's playing corner here with Sauce and Kobe because Sauce and Kobe were at the beginning of the run at that point, and you still had Bush and you had a great recruiting class at corner coming in. And like he he decided, Cook decided not to go for a waiver because he felt like if I'm gonna play safety, I need to bulk up. And, and then he got hurt, so uh, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Okay. But the, to go fish those two guys out of the portal just shows the type of research and mm-hmm. background that they do because what Cook was, a tiny athletic but tiny corner from Mount Healthy. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And Beavers was a 160-pound safety at Coleraine. He put 100 pounds on Beavers. Did. That 100, 100 that, pounds from I when he was in high school. Process that, yeah. <laughs> I have also put on 100 pounds since high school, but it's <laughs> in my, too, draft, my, my, my draft prospects are not as good as his. <laughs> me too, Carrie. And if you've seen me, you know. I have put it in the wrong places. Cook started like his his profile started last year against Georgia. Yeah, he's yeah. played really well against Georgia. Yeah, because Wig was out, right. and Cook got his opportunity. And I I've told you guys this from the day Cook walked on campus. He fucking terrifies me. Yeah, he's scary looking, dude. <laughs> I he's love a, the way he flies around. He's, he's a super nice kid. Yeah. But he looks like the predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you yeah. watch him play football, he eviscerates motherfuckers. Yes, he does. Eviscerates. I, we, I was joking around with somebody down on the field today when he hit that dude and just destroyed him for the fumble that should have been was a touchdown. A was a fumble, was a touchdown. But they're like, I'm like, he just he destroys people. And they're like, yeah, that's why he's always like dinged up is because he just crushes people. But here's the thing. What, two, three weeks ago, he left the game and everybody's like, he's going to be out for like two weeks, three weeks. Like Tuesday, he was out of practice, basically a full participant. And I was like, what? And they were like, he, that he's, he's, literally a machine like we got him into the training room on sunday we did some work he was there all day sunday he was there all day monday and his only intention was i'm going to be back on the field tuesday not saturday when the game happens i'm gonna be back on the field tuesday for practice and i'm not missing a snap wow i was that's the cincinnati kid yeah that's the cincinnati kid when he went out for U- USF, I was concerned yeah. about him. Like, but to see him pop back and ready for the, the medical message, staff was amazed. very concerned about him too. The medical staff yeah. was like, "It's going to take a bit to get this dude back." Wow. And Tuesday, he was on the field running around <laughs> like like nothing happened. Like, I'm not missing SMU. I'm not missing yeah. like I'm not missing the stretch run of my senior year. I think yeah. that's the thing with him though. He appreciates what this means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't feel entitled. He doesn't feel like, you know, he was owed a spot. He feels like I'm here because I worked my ass off. And he's also a guy that lost a lot of time because of an injury. Right. So he exactly. knows, like, if I can move, I'm going to be out there blowing dudes up. Yeah. I love him. I love him. I love. He's a I, great I love dude, him too, man. Yeah. Hey, Chad. I'm from between. Yeah. Sorry. Between Wiley and Taylor, do you think both go NFL? I don't know yet. What What was the final point you were going to make, Andrew? I, I was just going to say uh, I'm from Indianapolis, and um, he reminds me of a taller Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders was yeah. like real stocky, yeah. five eight. Cook, same yeah. attitude, same aggression, flies over the field, but he's taller. He's bigger. Can't wait to see him at the next level. And I think Bob he's going to have Bob a hell of an NFL career. Yeah. 
I think he's well, going to have a hell of an NFL career. I remember yeah. the same thing you do, Chad, that when, uh, when, those, when those two guys were added to the roster as transfers, there was a, a big ho-hum reaction among our yeah. fans. Yeah. And what are we doing, guys, basically? What are we doing? Almost, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not trusting the coaches because they weren't big recruits out of high school. And, and they weren't uh, running backs or offensive tackles. <laughs> right. Now they're both now they're both going to the senior bowl. And now yeah. both are probably going to be, I'm going to guess, maybe second day NFL draft picks. Certainly Beavers, I think. And I think Cook has got a shot. I think Cook is going to impress a lot of people here in the postseason. Worse, and both, both are Cincinnati guys. Yeah. Both are Cincinnati guys. At worst, both are early day three, which is uh, a significant amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're solid NFL guys. I don't think there's any doubt about it. You want to hear me say you want you want my hot take for the night? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Brian Cook will have as good, if not a better career than both James Wiggins and Derek Forrest. Woo. Uh, I don't know about Derek Forrest. I'm with you. Derek is the hot take because I think Derek, Derek is going to have a phenomenal career in the NFL as a safety. And there is the knock with Cook that he might hurt himself like pretty bad, like right. the way Dead he plays player. in the NFL. But I, I don't know, man, the way safety's being played in the NFL right now, that's the way Brian Cook plays, man. He can play in coverage. He can play down in the box. He can cover, he can run, he can hit. He's physical. Cook has been so important. Um, yeah. Like Andrew, like Andrew was talking about when he got hurt in the USF game, and Hicks was hurt, and you know that is a spot where because we lost the two guys last year, we do not have a lot of depth. And Cook, I, I think uh, uh, Hicks has has played pretty well and has gotten more comfortable as the years gone on. Yeah, but Cook has really been the difference maker back there, and you know back there with we just didn't want to have an obvious weakness with the strength that we had on the corners and. It's it's gotten better as the year has gone on. I thought, Jason, wake up. Uh, <laughs> did, uh, was it just me, or was Kobe playing a lot more press tonight than than usual? They seem to be uh, like, I think, close to the line, especially towards I, the end of the game. Yeah, I think early Houston Houston showed they were going to take the free release with the crossers, which we saw against USF, which we saw like I've talked about extensively. That's what teams have been looking and, and seeing is that on the free release, get into the crossing route quick and they can't get on you. And you're not looking for a quick slant. You're looking for a throw, you know, seven, 10, 15 yards after the cut has been made. So a true crossing where they're working you over the middle or after you've already gotten to the other side of the field, because it's so hard to make up that eight to 10 yards that you've given the free release and they start crossing. I think we're starting to see that recognition by Mike Trussell that this is what teams are trying to do to us. And, and also 
the Blanco got that interception because they're the same was, thing. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah. If you haven't seen his response in the post game media yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking gold. I, 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 I reached my hands up and the ball hit my hands, and then all of a sudden, oh, crap. the ball hit my hands. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like, crap. I got to run with it. I got the like, football. <laughs> him and those sunglasses and Ford sitting next to him in the ski mask, because you know they were just like shaking water and whatever all over the locker room. Like th- those two guys. I, Ford, I sold- uh, Ford, I guess Ford did Ford did an ESPN interview where he said like two words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was at, it was at the uh, acceptance on the stage, wasn't it? Yeah. He said it was, I, I was great. Yeah. <laughs> How do you replace the Blanco next year? I, who I who replaces him? I think Huber. I think Huber, Huber. If 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 they get him to come back, I think it's Huber, who also had a pretty good game today, in limited snaps, behind the Blanco. Like I think Wilson Huber has a chance to have if he stays, has a chance to have an awesome senior year. Another second. You got, you got him and Thomas basically being your linebackers next year. Yeah. And Van Fossen and Pace, Pace. is your cover guys, cover Pace. line. Yeah. Pace so we're, we're doing the uh we're doing the BYU without the uh sabbatical. Without the yeah, without the mission. Right. Like yeah. just, just right. You you want to be here five, six, seven years? Let's fucking go. Yeah. Tony Pike did it. Why can't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! What else we got? So did anybody have... did anybody storm the field? Yes, 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 yes. Amazing! It was awesome. Andrew, were you on the sidelines? No, I was up. Um, okay, end zone, north end zone, and I just went on, came okay. down, broke my way down. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> L- Lighter yes. says I stormed. I stormed against Rutgers. I'm too old for it. I so I said I was going to stay out of it, right? So what my plan was is I went to the Bearcat Layer. Todd, you did. Todd, how much did you love when they named that section the Bearcat oh, Layer and stole it was the best thing? That, it, was, it was the it was the best thing that ever happened to that site at the time. Um. So I I was like I'm going to go that way, and then I'll come out to like the twenty or thirty yard line, and it won't really get to me right right? so i do that i get maybe to like the 30 the 35 and i'm i'm putting a video up that just just hit on youtube and i'm i'm filming and i'm focused forward you know with the camera up in the air recording what's happening like the 40 50 yard line and then all of a sudden i turn around and i'm engulfed like it goes all the way to the goal line behind me and there was a couple there's probably 30 40 seconds where i'm actually filming the video board because the video board is showing the scene of 120 yards of nippert stadium with nothing but uc fans it was a beautiful sight like there's so many storms where it's like where it's like this right or like you know maybe 30, 40 yards, especially in football. That was a 120-yard field storm. Yeah. And when you actually, like, looked on the video board, they showed that, like, far camera angle back by CCM. 
that had like the whole panoramic view of it. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Everybody, all 40,000 people are here. Yeah. It, it made me tear up. It made me tear up to see that. It was I did, freaking I, I did a little too. I did a little too. I'm not going to lie. But I tear up easy. I, I'm, I'm soft <laughs> as shit in that regard. I'm soft as shit. Like, I tear up at everything. Hey, Chad, don't get Jim Kelly on one of the episodes between now and uh, Bama, assuming that's who we're playing, because I think we'll all be reduced to racking sobs. <laughs> uh, I think I think Jim Kelly should be on an episode like he's like yeah, he he's like the grandfather of like current UC people. yeah no I, no, no I I was joking he was, yeah he was he was sarcastic I know be, he was how was did, uh, did, did you guys hear the friend. call did you did, did how was the call for the end of the game with uh Horde and Kelly it was awesome I heard it on the yeah, way I am sure it was freaking great they need to put it out is it posted yet or Yes. I, I've I've done nothing but work from the minute I walked in my door, so I I don't know. I think Dan posted the link. I'm sure he did. I, I haven't yeah. seen it just because I haven't. I've checked Twitter three times, and each time I had over a hundred missed <laughs> tweet tweets. So I haven't even gotten to fight with anybody tonight, which is kind of depressing. But <laughs> they can't talk any hilarious. shit today. Oh, there were still people in my mentions talking shit. Houston's probably <laughs> still crying about playing the game at our place. Yeah. Don't lose. You know. Don't lose. Yeah. There was a guy, one of the linemen for Houston was was watching the uh, the celebration. He was pretty broken up. There were people going up to him and kind of giving him pats on the back, but he was kind of taking it in. I think it was kind of like our guys at the Georgia game. At Georgia. Yeah. They're well, actually, did I – it's going to be good you, next year. They are. Have you guys heard the actual story of that? Mm-hmm. I think I've told it twice. That was not actually Justin Harris that was standing there watching George. It was, but that's not why Justin Harris was standing there. Justin Harris was standing there because Brian Cook was on the bench mm-hmm. watching Georgia celebrate. And Justin Harris didn't want his teammate to be on the bench alone. So Justin Harris stood there and waited for Brian Cook to come off the field. But that was actually Brian Cook that sat there and watched Georgia celebrate, which now it all makes complete fucking sense, doesn't it? Like that dude came back with a mission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Predator was plotting his his kills. (laughs) His message was pain. Yes. We good? We got anything else? You guys want to get out of here? You want to stick around? You want to chat? And I'm going to sign off. Thanks for last tonight. Appreciate it. Love it. I got one more question. You can have 30 more questions. I'm good. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Later, Keith. I just don't want to keep you guys here. If you're ready to go to bed, I'll Uh, shut up if you're ready to go to bed. No, this is fun. I'm good. This is awesome. Again, thanks for doing this. Um, have we permanently changed our lot in life? Yeah, basically our, our life in recruiting, basically. Yes. With this season. Yep. You, you know how Clemson, got, Clemson got to a point where they just, you know, they kept building the building, and all of a sudden, you know, we all knew what we know, we all know what Clemson was before Dabo. 
Yeah, Clemsoning was a thing. Right. Like choking was called Clemsoning for a long time. For a long time. This is the, the, this year is the reason no one wanted UC in a Power Five conference. Exactly. You got, you got all these built in things that can make this dominant, you know, large university in a growing Mm -hmm. area, hotbed Mm -hmm. of recruiting. Not a shithole town like where Oklahoma is. I mean, we got we got we got a lot of built-in benefits. The whole reason nobody wanted us in the conference was because of this. I'm telling you, same reason UCF and, and Houston were they didn't want them in big conferences either. Right, areas yeah. there. Now we have a, we have a right. fan base. We have we have an actual fan base. <laughs> Houston doesn't, yeah. but uh, yeah. UCF does. I'll give them that. They UCF do. does. Yes, they're yeah, annoying. They'll fuck, but they have. They all work at yeah. Holiday Inns yeah. in the hey. southeast. Thanks to UCF <laughs> the, for this. The, the overnight shift, not just not just at Holiday Inns. Night managers. <laughs> they're night managers. They haven't upgraded to first shift yet. So you know, maybe like, when we get to the Big Twelve, some of those guys. Yeah, but maybe when we get to the Big Twelve, some of those guys will get upgrades and they'll be working first shift. Like I'm really happy for them. This is important. <laughs> you know, I, I love it. Is, will UC become transfer you? No. 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 Yeah, what I, not what I mean style. by that, what I mean by that is like the local kids and semi-local kids that went to big time programs. Now I don't think they're going to, I don't, I don't think many of them are going to go to spots. They're going to come here. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't yeah. see this as Houston, Houston, I still don't think because of what we just talked about, like they don't have the fan base yet. Look, if you were a recruit and you were in oh. Nippert stadium tonight oh. and you choose to go somewhere else, you're an idiot. Like, Sayonara, like, like okay. you're, you weren't fit. Can we just think about how, when we were in high school and like, that was the mm-hmm. days of Bob Huggins and how awesome that felt. And but that made us fans. That's every right. kid in high school right now. Right, seeing a game like right. tonight, and this right, is right. how many fans a night like tonight is bringing in the future, mm-hmm. in the next right. fifty years. Right, not only that, that. Yes, I'm in high school. There are going. Yeah, to we be... got we got Kelsey tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got Kelsey tonight. Kelsey wants to be a fucking Bearcat. There are. <laughs> there's going to be something like this in 2050. Where all the people are going to be talking about the past two seasons and how that made them Bearcat fans. Yep, and how right. Luke Fickle mm-hmm. made them a Bearcat fan. And how Desmond Ritter made them a Bearcat fan. And how Sauce a, Gardner made them a Bearcat fan. There, there was yep. a, a quote that, yeah. that I wrote down um, when Des uh, was talking to a, the ABC sideline reporter after the game. And he said, this is why I came back. All these people right here. The fan base is amazing. The city of Cincinnati is amazing. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And I, that kind of registered with me. And I thought, man, the recruiting oh. department is going to be all over that clip because you can't say it any better than that. So you so, got Cincinnati, you got Andrew, you got Indianapolis. And where's Des from? You got Louisville. Yeah. And he's making yeah. that comment. Think about that. Yeah. So I followed Des after he got done with the ABC interview. 
He ran right past me. If you watch the, the videos up now on the, the Bearcat Journal YouTube, I followed Des as he ran past me, and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to see where Des, like, you know, that's the reporter <laughs> thing to do. So I followed him, and the only thing he was trying to do was get to one of the, like, like entrance ways so that he could, like, take three steps back and, like, not be mobbed. And he got there. <laughs> And he, and he wanted stood. to find out if his uh, high school won the state championship, which they did. Yeah. He, well, he's, he hadn't gotten to that point yet. He did get to that point, but he hadn't got to yeah. that point yet. So he, he takes a step up like the, the, you know, there's two steps before you get to the field from the stands. He takes a step up and he's looking around and everybody is figuring out Dez is here. Right. <laughs> so they're, they're rushing towards there and we make eye contact. And you can see on the video, he looks at me and he's like, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> it's like, run, run. Did you slide into his mom's DMs again tonight? I did not slide into his mom's <laughs> DMs again tonight. I figured that was probably not the right thing to do anymore. I'm done sliding into Dez's mom's DMs. <laughs> um, but I did, I did run into them after the game. I ran into his mom and his stepdad after the game. And it was like, man, like, because, you know, I covered Dez's recruitment and I got, I've gotten to know them as well as I've gotten to know other than probably Greg Pierce, Allie Pierce's dad, as well as I've gotten to know any parents on the UC football side. And I, I, I gave them both a hug and they like, they're congratulating me. I'm like, look, man, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, can you believe from where we were? When it was EC, Eastern Kentucky University or Cincinnati, he picked Cincinnati. The fan base here, when he committed, was much like they were when Darian Beavers and Brian Cook transferred. <laughs> this right. is We're taking this fucking quarterback, a kid from a school that doesn't throw the ball at all, and we're Zach Taylor's putting his belief in this fucking guy to 27-0 at Nippert Stadium. He's he's going to be what the third winningest quarterback in the history of college football. Yeah, yeah. he is. I think yeah, he is. He so. already he is. is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. he's the now the third winningest quarterback in the history of college fucking football. All of the quarterbacks, yeah. all of the years, Des is third. Like that's some storybook shit that that just blows your mind blows your mind think about ucla 2018 and then think about today like he couldn't throw he couldn't right like it was all running it was all michael warren and running and then just the amount of work and dedication that he's put into now to being one of the best passing quarterbacks in, in the country is just unbelievable in three years the kid has it like so I don't talk about this enough, but we've talked about it plenty where that red shirt year, his, you know, 2017, the, the four and eight year, mm -hmm. there were these, like, anybody you talked to was like, Des is that dude. And it's like the, the red shirt freshman that's running the scout team. Because remember, it was Ross Trail and Hayden Moore that year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And the people behind the scenes are like, for some, like everybody flocks to this kid. Everybody is drawn like a magnet to Desmond Ritter. And you're like, come on, man. Like, you, you know, like your, your radar's up because you get blown smoke a lot, right? Yeah, the, yeah, sure. Your quarterback situation sucks. And I'm supposed to believe the guy that's running the scout team is the answer. Can we talk and, about the third drive in UCLA? Luke Fickle makes that change and changes program history. Like, yeah, third drive, third drive, third, third drive of his second season. Hayden Moore on the second drive does the whirling bird and fumbles. And yeah. Luke Fickle <laughs> said at that point, and remember, Luke Fickle for two years, two and a half years, took all kinds of shit for that decision that Dez is my quarterback. Right. And never yep. wavered. That guy never wavered. And let me tell you, the, the, the 2019 when Dez was hurt, everybody behind the scenes wanted to go to Ben Bryant. The only person that didn't want to go with Ben Bryant was Luke Fickle. Because Luke Fickle believed in this is a guy that wins. This is a guy that we, we give him the ball, and somehow, after 60 minutes, when the clock hits zero, we win football games. And that belief has turned out pretty fucking good. <laughs> pretty fucking good. The third winningest quarterback in the history of college football. That's insane. Could you, could you imagine if I told all you guys when Dez signed? Yeah, you may doubt him. But that's going to be the third winning. Is he's going to win more college football games than Peyton Manning? What's it say about Gino? What What does that say about Gino? What, There's mean, a lot about Gino. I know. There's a hell of a lot about Gino. Yeah, I don't want to lose that guy. And I don't either. Nobody does. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, Todd. You were you were much more of the uh, shit starter than me. <laughs> well, well that, that's a thousand percent. But if you look at the play calling and just the future of this program, like at some point, you can't keep Gino down. Somebody's going to come for him to be an offense. Somebody's going to come for him for sure. Yeah, somebody's going to come yeah. for him. Yeah, but and that's that's going to be a tough decision for Luke. Mike Denbrock has also orchestrated two of the five most prolific offenses in program history. That's very true. I know Mike gets a lot of shit. I know I wanted to kill him today. <laughs> Running on second and third down inside the fucking seven-yard line. Oh. What Wasn't thrilled? <laughs> <laughs> well, on the one, if if Dez pulls it, it's a walk-in touchdown. So I'm yeah. Put that on Denbrock. You guys like the new the new uh, video away screen? Not bad. Not bad. I will say we're stepping our we're stepping our graphics game up. I didn't Take make a bow, that Taylor. One, so. You didn't make that one. I haven't asked you to remake this one yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, Taylor, but, Taylor's graphics are fire. Let's hey, thanks. Really good, but. We're stepping our graphics game up. The, the BCJ nightcap is exact. Like we talked for like what? 
10 minutes. Yeah, something like that. And I gave her the vision of what I was thinking. And she sent me exactly what was in my brain. Well done. You need to get you need to get Rift Distilling to uh, sponsor you for the nightcap. Since it's we already oh. have a title sponsor for the nightcap. Huh? Well, you have a title sponsor, but you don't have an official drink sponsor. I think we also now. I think next <laughs> year we already have a. Uh, I think next year we already have a tailgate sponsor for the Simone family tailgate. That's awesome. <laughs> that didn't take long. Taylor. Taylor, what Chad just said about you, I don't think that says good things about you. <laughs> what? That she knows exactly like she like I yes, that she that her? she can read your mind. Uh, I'm, I don't think anybody should be saddled with that baggage. <laughs> That's fair. My mind is not a safe place. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. <laughs> How quickly do I expect UC's ticket allotment to be sold? Um, quick. Yeah. Like quick I, I i expect people to be very excited to go wherever the hell you see is for new year's eve I, i'm sure there are most like most serious fans understand we've got a bowl game right and we're going to go to the bowl game so we've set aside this much money every year to travel wherever you see travels and this is a special situation. Oh, by the way, if they win that game, they get to play in Indianapolis, which is not that far Indy. away. <laughs> Indy. Right. Could you imagine Indy. you see in a national title in Indy? Indy? What about like Indy, Michigan? That would be totally nuts. Oh, my oh, God. That'd be great. That'd be Oh, that'd be awesome. In Indianapolis would be amazing. Be It'd be like a Gallipoli, like a World War One battle would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, and look, there's nothing on the planet Luke Fickle hates more than Michigan. <laughs> exactly right. That's why I want it to happen. Let, let me know? let me put let me put it to some of you guys this way, because I, I don't think I've ever made this public. Do you know Luke Fickle wouldn't wear molar gear? To Landon Fickle's senior M. day. Because <laughs> yeah, it has an M for Michigan. <laughs> it's maize, blue, and a block M. He he would not. Landon Fickle played for Moeller. Luke Fickle's like, nah, I'm cool. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Like, I'm here. I support you. I love you. But I'm not putting on those fucking colors. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> I might get in trouble for putting this out there. Like, if there's anything noise. I might get in trouble for, for what I've said on podcast, I might get in trouble for this. But the reality is, he was like, look, I want you to play for Moeller. That's the best choice for our family. But I'm not putting those clothes on. <laughs> those clothes <laughs> are a non-starter. We'll, we'll wear the red and black, right? We'll wear the red and black. And we'll support you. But... But maize and blue with the block M, uh, nope, not for us. Hey, <laughs> hey, not for us. Speak, speaking of Moeller, they're on the up. And guess who's the yep. coach there? Uh, he's a Luke former Fick UC coach. He's also <laughs> a, a former. There's a, there's a pipeline coming. He's also a former Luke Fickle grad assistant. I did not know that. 
Is it Rossfeld? No. No. Elder. Mark. Mark Elder. Oh, he right. He coached at UC. He coached at UC under, uh, was it Butch? Yes, he did. I think Butch, yeah. And so, he started his career as a grad assistant at Ohio State, working with Luke Fickle. He, he went to high school at Sycamore, I think. Yes, correct. He's so, a Cincinnati guy through and through. Right. Everything's coming up, Bearcats. <laughs> hey, Chad, is a is is a is the kinder thing? Was that ever, or is it anymore, or anything? I don't know. I, I don't, no, no, hablo inglés. Here's the thing about Kiner. You sound like the guy I work with. Oh, que pasa, amigo? No hablo inglés. You think Kiner doesn't want to work? Doesn't want to play for Kelly? (laughs) Did the did the DC at Roger Bacon play for Brian Kelly? Does the DC at Roger Bacon probably know exactly what's going on with Brian Kelly and how he is? Are you talking about Solomon Trentman? Oh, yeah, Solomon Trentman. Exactly. The, so. the thing with the thing with Corey is Corey is at LSU in very much in large part because of Kevin Falk. Yep. And Kevin Falk has been retained as the running back coach at LSU. So we'll see. But the number My one Williams, running back. We'll see. But Corey the number Kiner, one running back. We'll but the number one running back at LSU was ineligible this year. Let me just say. <laughs> they're gonna be okay at running back. I, I, I they're gonna be okay at running back. But however, it plays out. <laughs> however, it plays out. They're gonna be okay at running back. Is that okay, Jim? Is that a, a, a suitable answer? Something's coming. Something good. Maybe tonight. Not here. <laughs> maybe, yeah, it's maybe, maybe it's here. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's here. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's every like. They're going to be all right. They're going to be. If you're, yeah, if you're a running back, you got to want to play for UC next year, right? Because right. the O line exactly. is all back. Uh, yep. Rookie quarterback. I mean, Maybe. they're going to. They're going to be a rookie line. quarterback. <laughs> Maybe well, a rookie quarterback. There's you know. some stuff. Stop. Yeah. Maybe well, an experienced quarterback coming back. <laughs> you got Rattler at quarterback. You're going to get a lot of carries. <laughs> Rattler would be good. Rattler's kind of like a lot like Des. He can run. <laughs> my my concern next year is the defensive line. Because you lose Brooks and he's been like the MVP. I, I heard down down in the pit at the uh at homecoming, there were rumors that uh Van and who's the other guy that has a year who could take the year? Is it the Jabari? Jabari. Jabari. Yeah. That those two were coming back. I, I think there's a decent chance. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's like a, a done deal with either, but I think there's a chance both of those guys are possible. Um I think Eric Phillips is gonna be solid. But he got some play tonight, right? Yeah. yeah, he got some play tonight. I think, I think, I think the Godfather is going to be solid. Watley and Watley really too. Watley. Yeah. Well. Watley's Watley. got a chance. What they don't yeah. have is is a Maje right now. Yeah, yeah. Mario. What they don't Super have Mario. is that that long. You know, and, and maybe it is Mario. And remember, or transfer. My yeah, there could there's a possible. Well, look, Those let's let's transfer. we're in the we're in the trust tree here, right? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Elite edge rushing defensive ends are not transferring. True. Yeah. They're either staying where they're at. <laughs> they're going, or going to, the to the NFL. Like, right. That's that's not that's there's a treasure trove in the transfer portal every year. Guys like Myjay are not in there. Like, if you find one of those, <coughs> build a fucking statue. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? We, we, we joke around about that a lot. You right. find another Myjay that's 6'5", 250 pounds, athletic as shit with a never-stop motor that's just going to every snap come after the quarterback over and over and over and over and over again. You find another one of those, the transfer portal. I'll carve the statue. And I've never carved a statue before in my life. So, <laughs> like, you're going to need some things to happen internally um, in terms of development. Like, a, you know, what, what's a, what's a rock? Can Jamal? Yeah. Jamal Williams is an interesting dude. Yeah, can he maybe develop? Let, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Right. Maybe. Like that, the, we don't know. Here's right. here's one know, reason. Know. Here's one reason I don't know. Okay, so when mm-hmm. they get to the point that they 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 start a scout team, they put those dudes in different numbers, and they put those dudes on like the side field running the scout team. Right. I don't get a great look at how those guys develop when I like the one day a week I get to watch practice. Yeah. Um. I do know who Rob Jackson is because that dude is six foot five, 285 pounds and looks like he's 37 years old. Right. Like I can, I can, I can, I can can pick him out of the lineup for the most part. When the scout team is in like blue jerseys with different numbers that I like, and the numbers change every week because they change the numbers to match the numbers of the opponent. Because they want the guys to be able to say, we're watching for six, we're watching for five. Like, right. they're not like us. They don't, they're not lunatics. They don't learn these guys' names, right? <laughs> like, they're not right. like, oh, the McCaskill kid. They're like, no, we need to watch 22. 22, six, eight, four. Like, those are the guys we need to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult when you're that. We're only there one, we're there on Tuesdays. Yeah, got it. And this got year, it. I wasn't allowed to play with my friends for like a fucking month, <laughs> so I, I didn't get as much time as normal. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys, like, I couldn't, I couldn't have done what I did this year without Justin Williams, because it was like he helped me out a great deal. Like, this is what I saw today. Like, he understood. He kind of had to be my eyes when I, when I wasn't allowed to play with my friends. And to that, I'm forever indebted because he didn't have to right. do that. He could right. just been like, ah, sorry, bro. Like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one day you guys can work together. Hey, how about Jerome Briggs? He had a, it, what a great, wow, he's, he had he's a great figuring game it out. Today. He's figuring it out. And what happened? Like, this is one of those things that makes a huge impact next year, right? So Malik has the high ankle sprain, and he's been limited. So Jawan, who was an inside guy at Virginia, 
in a four four down system. He comes to Cincinnati. He's out of place in a not out of place, but like he's figuring it out in a three down system in Cincinnati that he's not comfortable with. And he gets all of these snaps because Malik has been recovering. Yep. So what happens next year? All of a sudden he's comfortable. Yeah. And all of a sudden he understands his role and he understands what's being asked of him. He understands his place. And that's a big deal. Like th- there's a lot of stuff that's kind of happened. I, the, the, the big one, I, like the big one I'm worried about next year's corner. I'm worried about, I'm more worried about linebacker. I'm not. I'm worried about Shaheen. I don't know if he, you know, he had a little bit of run this year. He's got to add. Like I was impressed when I was impressed pounds. when he played. He's got to add some. He got to add some weight though. Who, who did not you say? At, not you're concerned about Chad. Who did you say or what position? Corner. Because I oh. don't think I don't think we have a grasp of how different it is when you don't have a guy that eliminates the boundary. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like the well, field, and yeah. and a and a three or four year starter in Brian. It's like. On the other side, right. I think they're very I don't know. You're gonna move Warner. What's that? I was gonna say probably move Arquan outside, right? And I, I think that's probably pretty likely. And then what I, I bet you Great. know if if uh, if Sauce could play as a true freshman and the guy all the guys JQ. they're bringing in, yeah, and JQ it's the obvious guy, may how next year's, next year's a, tra- a transition year, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. So that's the time to do this. JQ's and you're going to go young. Year. How about the bump he got? Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that There's, coming, Chad? Uh, I knew a bump was coming. I so, thought there was a bump coming to like a, 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 a solid back-end four-star. Did I expect him to jump to a 93 and 170 in the country? No. Highest so rated defensive, defensive recruit ever? Is he uh, well, it, graded? In terms of 24-7, yes. I don't think he's there yet on the composite because the composite still – I hate that 24-7 hires all of these people to do the 24 seven rankings and then uses the composite as like the, the gospel. Why are you, why are you putting just as much weight on the people you don't think are good enough to do the rankings at rivals and ESPN? Like 24 seven has gone out of their way on three 24 seven has gone out of their way to hire the guys they think are the best in the business. Right. And then you put the onus on the composite. The composite. To be like the number that that you believe in. Because ESPN's a joke. Rivals is a joke. 24-7 is really the only game in town right now until on three is all on board. So I would just, I would just focus on the 24-7. I would use the 24-7 rank. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah. This is our rank. This is our, yep. if you want to, if you want to make the composite secondary, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But they're all in on the composite is the gospel. And I don't like that at all. I don't, I don't think that's right. Did, uh, here's a question. 
So we just had an offensive lineman going to the portal. Is that just a case of him not being good enough as we go into the Big 12? I just think it's the case. They've got a lot of guys inside. Yeah. I don't, you know, like, I, I don't think he had found – he had a really good freshman year where he cracked the two deep. But I don't think he had pushed above that. And I think you're looking – there's going to be – four or five guys that I think you're looking at probably entering the portal is over the next week or two that just never managed to get the traction gotcha. in the, on the depth chart. And that's college football. That's yeah. That's going to be every work. program. Correct. As long as it's not 15 of them. Right. Hey, yeah. As seven. long as it's four yeah. or five. Then you're, six. then you're Tennessee. <laughs> right. I've actually heard I've actually heard today, yesterday, early enrollees to the draft are gonna be considered in that like gonna count towards that seven extra extra spots. Interesting. So, so you sauce have is going are... to the draft, right? Like sauce is out. So is Maje. But Maje's a senior. Majay wouldn't count. All right. Majay's played four years. So he like, but, but Sauce but is, Sauce. Yeah. Would Wiley or Taylor count? He's um, a red shirt junior. Both Wiley's a red shirt. I'm not sure if red shirt, like, I'm not sure if you're in your fourth year. I think it's third year guys. From what I understood yeah. last night from the conversation I had, guys that are, three years from their graduation in high school, those guys would, you would get the, the transfer. Gotcha. Hey, Chad, from a timing standpoint then, so a lot of all the transfer activity, though you said over the, you know, the portal announcements on our end, that's a, I assume over the next week to 10 day event. Um, of, yeah. of what you may or may not have been um, making uh, cryptic references to. Um, are these things that we would find out before um, a game against Alabama, or is it? Or does the way that that plays out is that post the national championship game? Probably before, because a lot of these guys are going to be looking for a new home by the start of the next semester. And when does that right? start? Like middle of January? Yeah, but I mean, you're going to want to like you're you're going to need to get on the market, right. go through the process, and find a home before the next semester starts, because what do these guys want to do? They want to get somewhere where they can participate in spring football. Right. Right. So where they so, can like legitimately compete for playing time at their new home. So you're going right. to want, like, remember Ben Bryant went into the portal before the AAC championship game last year. That's right. He did. And he stayed he was on just, until after the season. Yeah. He was just in such a good place with the staff here. They understood right. Ben wants to go play. Right. So we're going to let him explore his options. Like that's the, that's the best I can do in, in, in terms of like a, a player's mindset. A player's mindset is I want to find a place to commit to and get started as soon as possible if I'm a transfer. You were talking about third-year guys leaving and then that counting. What is Ford in that area, or is he a four-year guy? 
He's a four, I think. He played two years at Alabama, a redshirt year. Well, he was at two years at Alabama. A redshirt year, then a year, and then the first year here, last year behind Dokes, and then this year. So he's a four. Yeah. And, I mean, who knows? Like, the thing is, he doesn't say enough for you to have any idea what he's thinking. He can't be coming back though. There's nothing for him to gain. I I don't see it. Like I I there there have been some rumblings, but I I I can't get my brain around those rumblings that Jerome Ford would come back for another year. What what's the positive? I mean, I don't I don't see it. I don't either. I'm with you. <laughs> Thousand percent with you. It would be like saying. Des has decided to use his COVID year. Oh. <laughs> he's not going to be invited to the senior bowl. I mean, he's not invited to the senior bowl because he's not a senior. He's really only opportunity to show out, as it were. So I think the playoffs, technically, right? I mean, in, I think technically, if he declared, he could be back end invited to the senior bowl. James Hudson he, he was back end invited. James Hudson was back in invited to the senior bowl last year. Well, remember what the guy senior. said to you. Remember what the guy said to you last year that if Desmond declared last year, he was going to get an invite to the, the senior bowl last year. Right. You, right. When you and Dave talked to him. When we had Jim Nagy on. Yeah. Ford's if they if he graduates, right? And I don't know if he's on track to graduate. I have no like but I'm that if he graduates, I believe if he declares he would be eligible to play in the senior bowl. Cause remember last year at this time, we didn't expect James Hudson to be an option for the senior bowl, right. but then he declared and he was in mobile. So maybe we, maybe we need to have Nagy back on again, dude. How crazy. crazy has the guest list on the BCJ podcast been this season? Best ever. Jeff's kiss. Pete. Phenomenal. Pete family. Pete Thamel, well, Maggie. the BBP and and the BCJ pod, Vanini. David Ubbin, Vanini, Thamel, Ralph hey, Russo, did, heavy why didn't, Ubbin, why didn't Ubbin do the Tavion story? Come on, you gave it to him in a platter. Come on, man, I handed it in to him in a platter. I tried, yeah. I tried to make that a thing, man. Todd. I know, I know, but at least I willed it into existence, right? Yeah. Worst case yeah. scenario, I willed that story into existence. Mm-hmm. Night, Taylor. Love you. Good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow about your stuff. We got more stuff coming. All right. Night, guys. <laughs> night. Love it. Good night. 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 Let's say. <laughs>